This is the Farmington Feed, bringing you information from the city of Farmington. Welcome back to another episode of Farmington Feed. Today we have a very special guest, Mayor Joshua Hoyt. And we are going to be publishing this episode on Veterans Day. So we want to give a little kudos out to all of the staff that are veterans. But welcome to the podcast, Josh. Thank you, Lauren. Finally on the show. I know. We've been meaning <laughs> to do this since it started, yep. pretty much. Yep. And now you're here. I like it. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out, first and foremost, to all of the veterans that are employed by the city. Um, we have IT director. Peter Gilberton, Deputy Fire Chief Matt Price, Building Inspector Brock Haskamp, Police Officer Bob Hagfors, Detective Sean Scoville, Officer Dane Tuqua, Streets and Maintenance Worker Jeff Jones, Firefighter Bob Eibner, and Part-Time Liquor Store Help Matt Haig. So thank you all for your service, and thank you to Josh for serving also in the Marine Corps. Thank you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Wow. How much to talk about with my time in the Marine Corps? How many years were you there? Three years, five months, 17 days. Wow. So I went in the January following graduation from high school, and I got out June of 2001. So I had had knee surgery, and that cut my five-year contract short. Holy moly. Yep. Knee surgery? Yep. In that short of time? Well, I mean, I ran... I mean, from like age 10 up, oh. I was a runner. So okay. I used to, you know, recreationally run. I was the kid that got home from school and ran. Used to run 5Ks, 10Ks, ran half marathons, ran all the way through high school. And I wasn't the best stretcher in the world. Mm-hmm. So patellar tendonitis. And eventually I had to have part of my tendon removed. It was so inflamed and scar tissue. So Wow. Yeah. What was the recovery like on that? Oh, Four weeks on crutches, I think. That's not but too bad. No, not too bad. But it's more the repetitive motion, right? So mm-hmm. when you run, it's the pounding on the pavement, and that's what aggravates it and causes that inflammation. And the only way to stop it is to not do it, which sucked because, you know, I loved my job. I was a radar air traffic controller. So I talked to airplanes. Cool. So the FAA center that's right here. Yep. Right. That's what they do. They sit in a room and look at radar screens and mm-hmm. talk to airplanes. That's what my job was. In the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. But I got out 2000, June of 2001, and then September 11th happened, which directly affected my job field. Oh, yeah. Because they closed down the schools in Oklahoma City, and it was, just, yeah, it was very different. I mean, my time in the Marine Corps was very uneventful. I was in a what they call an MOS, or a military occupational specialty. That's your job code. My job code had 130 in the entire Marine Corps, and there was 180,000 of us at the time, I believe. Our job field is very niche, very small, much like Intel, right? There wasn't a lot of people in the job, per se. And you were in Oklahoma City, you said? No, I did my boot camp in MCRD San Diego, and I did my combat training in uh, Camp Pendleton, so just north of there. Mm -hmm. I did some on-the-job training time before I went to my primary school, I did that at both El Toro and Tustin. That's when they were shutting those air bases down and moving all the personnel to Miramar, which is San Diego. And then I came home for a few weeks, what they call like just TAD. It's your time off between school. Then I went to Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida. That's the home of the Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. Went there, was there for six and a half months. Went through school, graduated number one in my class. 
Yeah, funny, awesome. funny story about my primer. Congrats. Thank you. I got a meritorious promotion out of it too. So funny story, and I love telling this because this is how the Marine Corps operates. When I went to my primary school, there was there were 16 in our class when we started. I was the only Marine. So it was me and 15 squids or sailors. Right? Okay, yep. And the officer in charge of the primary school happened to be a Marine major. So he walks in the room, talks about expectations, talks about the attrition rate of the school and why you're not there to party and drink. You're there to study and learn your job. Because mm-hmm. he said, you know, a third of you are going to wash out. You won't even make it to graduation. And he said, the best part is whoever graduates number one, that honor grad, gets a meritorious promotion regardless of rank. So it didn't matter what rank you were, you were automatically getting promoted for being the honor grad. Now, this is a Marine officer, very salty dude, looks across (laughs) the room, and he says, Marine, if it's not you, you're going to be standing tall in my office explaining why. (laughs) So here I have this guy that has God knows how many years of service, very salty, very experienced, very tenured, and he, he straight up looks across the room and just says, challenge. Like, you better yep. be the one Yep. <laughs> while I graduate number one. So awesome. <laughs> that is funny. Just, you know, just... He Marine had Corps. high expectations for you. Well, that's the Marine Corps. Yeah, that's just how everything operates. No, my time was pretty quiet. I mean, there, we weren't in any conflicts, right? There was not a whole lot going on, and then 9-11 changed everything, and it's a whole different world, so... Yeah, yeah. so you had been out for a little bit before that happened. Three months, less than three, three months. Three months. Yeah. Wow. So what was going on in your head kind of when it, when it all went down? Like, were you like, I want to get back there and go help out or? Well, I called my facility right away because when 9-11 happened, when, when the first tower was attacked, the FAA put a ground stop on all air traffic. Basically, every airplane that's in flight has to land at the closest airport that can reasonably take them. So you can't land a 757 at a small farmer's field, right? But everybody gets on the ground and nobody takes off. And so that's a major disruption to service. And so I called the facility and they're like, we can't talk. They're like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Oh, sure. That's my job. Like, yep, that's, yep. I, I just came out of this world and like, oh my goodness, this is, you know, I, I know what this looks like on the screens and the frantic change of rerouting planes and taking them to airports that they weren't intended to land at. It's just very different. You know, I mean, like every other American, I believe, that was just the day that was like none other will ever experience. I mean, we weren't alive for Pearl Harbor, but I I would equate that to be very similar. Probably. Right? That's our modern-day Pearl Harbor event. So, It's crazy to look back on from my perspective because I was in third grade, I think it was, Looking back and and talking about it every year, it's like, oh, I remember that piece or I remember that piece. But a lot of it has just been word of mouth, you know, Mm -hmm. and you you lived through it like you had those emotions and stuff right away. When you serve in the military, and I won't speak for everyone, but this is, I would believe to be a generalized statement that's fairly accurate. Those that serve in the armed forces have a different outlook and a different perception of civilian life. I've heard that. It's very different. And I'll always remember when I was doing a a transition from active duty to getting out, they talked about the rough transition, right? It's very, there's a getting reacclimated to civilian life because people, generally speaking, don't realize the gravity of the freedoms and the privileges that we get. And when you serve and you are in an environment where 
you don't make all your own decisions, especially through boot camp and the early part of your career. It's very different. You have to be to an appointed place at a certain time. There's very high expectations. Everything is very regimented. You don't have the common luxuries of just going where you want, when you want, do things how you want. It's very structured and it's by design. When you get out and you're in civilian life, you're accountable to yourself. That's it. And that's often taken for granted. So when things like 9-11 happen, at least in our lifetime, right, we live through them, it puts it all into context of reality. So it's just, it's different. I mean, those that went through Vietnam, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, all the major conflicts, they go through that. Not something so, I could comprehend, but... No, but you have an appreciation for it. Absolutely, right? yeah. I mean, you just... And I think that's one of the most important things about Veterans Day is whether it's Veterans Day that's celebrated in 2022 or it's celebrated in the 80s or it's celebrated in the 70s. Like, there's a time in which you look and say... I get to say what I want, do what I want, when I want, how I want, and in most cases without culpability because someone else made a sacrifice. You know, you you want a you want a sombering moment, go to a national cemetery. You know, go to Fort Snelling, right? Go and walk around and just look at all of the gravestones. Look at all of the people that have, you know, sacrificed whether they died during conflict or died after service. It's amazing. It is. And it, it puts it in perspective real quick. Definitely. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share about your time in the Marine Corps? There's nothing per se about my time that I spent. I guess just reflecting back on it. Like when I got out, I went to Inver Hills Community College and I took an English Comp 1108 class and we had to write a persuasive speech. And I wrote a speech on mandatory service requirements and the reasons for it, the pros and cons. And... To a lot of the points and things that you had said earlier about, you know, just having an appreciation for it or being aware of it. Other countries do it that way. Really? Yeah. There are are countries that have service requirements. And I wrote a paper on, unless you're, you know, the sole male heir to a family, you are enrolled in full-time college, uh, whether it's public or private, didn't matter. You're taking over the family business or there was a health-related concern that you had to do two years. It was mandatory because it would improve the job market. You know, you'd have higher skilled individuals coming out. You'd have a greater appreciation for your country, like all, all the benefits. Like there, there's not a bad thing to it, right? Yeah, that's really interesting yeah, to just, think about. But that was my persuasive speech. And people ask me quite often, like, what I like most about being elected, right? Like, what's what's most fascinating? And, and I tell them it's, it's very rewarding because you get to see the effects of what you're doing today and you get to see it over years when you serve in the military you do a job but you're serving a greater cause you're serving the preservation of the constitution the country and our history and that should never be taken for granted so whether it's veterans day each individual branch's birthday just go out of your way to show appreciation for veterans most veterans are very humble and they don't like the attention that comes you know they don't just Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. I've seen that. Right. Yeah. It's just very humble, but just don't ever forget how we got here. You know, there's good and bad to that, but the veterans are behind that. Those that served are behind that good and bad. That's all. Great. Thank you. Yep. No problem. Well, what are you up to these days? I mean, we're full swing for fourth quarter. There's a lot of stuff going on in the city. There's a lot. This is that time of year where, and I talked a little bit about it at 
roundtable on Monday night at our meeting and just that mother nature always wins, right? She's coming. She's coming quick. She is. Yep. I mean, plowing's going to start soon. Mm -hmm. Salting. There's a lot coming up. It it is. And it sometimes, I mean, what was it? Two years ago or three years ago, we had two eight inch snowfalls in October. Wasn't that the crazy like winter where there was like 20 snow events or something? Uh Uh-huh. It was insane. We had, I think, I believe it was two years ago. Was it two? It was either 20, 19 or 20, but yeah, that October we had more than half the days, the overnight low was below freezing. It was cold. It was really cold. We had two snow events and that sneaks up on you really quick. And so this time of year, it's just, it's getting the house ready, right? Getting your irrigation blown out, getting all the plants taken care of, you know, doing your final mowing, you know, running the gas out of the equipment, doing all the <laughs> stuff. But from a city's perspective, it's it's the same thing. It's prepping, right? So it's getting through hydrant flushing, right? Wrapping up the road reconstruction projects. And getting vehicles ready for snow equipment and yeah, such. Yeah, running routes, you know, pre-driving routes, just that last checkup of everything. Because every year we're adding new streets too, so that gets added to the route. And it's just, it's a process. Yeah, It's preparing for the white stuff. Props to Public Works for Absolutely. all the hard work they do during the season. Absolutely. It's a yeah. lot. It is a lot. I don't read the almanac, but I hear through the grapevine that we are going to have a higher than average snow event season. I don't think we've had a 90 or 100 inch snowfall in quite some time, but there's a lot of chatter that this could be the year. Really? Not as cold, but a lot more moisture and our lakes need it. I would love right? more snow. I know. <laughs> If it's going to be cold, put the white stuff on the ground, right? Yeah, right. I mean, take it easy on all the slopes and just give them more natural snow. Right. People can enjoy. Right. I think we have a possible Parks and Rec trip coming up to one of these snow places. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. To like Welch or Buck or something? Yeah, I think it's Welch. Nice. Something I think we haven't done. Hopefully. That works. All the planes are in place, so. Yeah, a lot of events coming up. You have Patriotic Day Ceremony. That's Which day be is that? At the high school. Thursday, the 10th of November. Yep. Also happens to be the Marine Corps birthday. Oh. Yep. November 10th, 1775. Marine Corps birthday. Yep. Semper Fi. Cool. And then we have Turkey Bingo. We have Toys for Town. We have a athletic gear drive going on at the Schmitz Arena. So if you have any gear that you don't use anymore you can bring it to the arena during i think like the whole month of december there's there's always a collection site actually at the arena right we're just going to be promoting it a little bit more to be in line with the other cities that are doing their gear drives but all of that gear goes back to military families oh amazing Mm -hmm. just a lot of events a lot of changes in processes you know just getting acclimated for the winter months and Schools are always active, right? I mean, yeah. you have your your musical events, so your fundraisers, or seems like every weekend there's something going on, just cranking I up know. into the new year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's getting into the holiday season, too. Thanksgiving's going to be here quick, Christmas, holiday lights tour. Yeah, there's a lot of change going on, and with that change, I'm going to announce there's some change with me, so this is going to be... My last Farmington feed episode that I will record because I am moving into a new position with the city of Edina. I'll be senior communications coordinator. 
super excited for this new opportunity, but I am so sad, so sad to be leaving everyone here in Farmington in general. I've been here for almost five years now, and it's been amazing. You know, I feel like I've made Farmington my home as much as if mm-hmm. I were to live here, but I don't live here. You know, I go to take my car to get fixed here, take my dog to doggy daycare, go to all the restaurants. I love Farmington so much, but I am excited too. So, It's always good to see when you have teammates that grow and blossom, move on to a different challenge, something new. It's disappointing. I mean, just in our time, the last two years, you know, we've worked through two state of the cities. We've worked through South River Real Estate Summit. We've worked on Relay for Life. Relay for Life. A lot of social media stuff. Yep. Right. Expo. The Expo. There's been a lot of projects. Yeah, all the you know all the ribbon cuttings. Oh yeah. You know they're just you've taken on, and I hope you don't edit this out. I, I hope I, I hope you keep a lot of this in there, right? But no, you've empowerment's a big thing, right? So empowering you to take the communications department and just make it your own. And I remember saying that to you when we did the first day of the city, right? This isn't this isn't my event, right? This yeah. is your event, right? Make it yours. And especially for someone who's creative, when you can make it yours, there's a lot more personal buy-in. There's a lot more that you're going to want to put into it because it's not just the direction that you're following or it's not just a, hey, do this, this, and this, right? It's, hey, how can I make this you know, pretty amazing? And you do that in everything you do. Every, you know, you wanted to do a podcast, right? You talked yep. about it yep. and here you are. I have no doubt that you're going to continue to do that. And I hope that Edina offers you the ability to be creative, to challenge you and to empower you to continue to do that. For and sure. if they don't, you always have a home in the city of Farmington <laughs> because we're growing. Thank you. <laughs> we're growing. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, social media, communications, it is the path going forward. I mean, digital, you know, alternative methods, you right. know, and, and you have a firm grasp of that and how to do it effectively. And you've shown that over the last five years as, as you've grown in your position. And as much as I wish that that would continue here, I understand and I support you and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We hope nothing but the best for you. Farmington has been so amazing. Just, you know, that creative freedom that I've had and the trust that the council has placed in me and city staff have placed in me have been, I mean, it just, it means the world. You know, I, I feel like I've grown so much. And it's just crazy to look back on and think about like how many projects I got to work on. I mean, I'm the only communication specialist here and I've I've developed so many close relationships with other staff because of this project or that project. And it's been a very rewarding job and I have nothing but the best things to say about Farmington. So we hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I love it so much. So no, it's been fun. You're going to, you're going to be very much missed. And I look forward to every time we get to work on a project together and even just learning about the, the video for the city of Farmington's birthday. Right. It was just that spontaneous thing. We'll just do it. Right. <laughs> Pulled. Like, oh just, my gosh. That was a crazy project. <laughs> but those are fun. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's what I mean about the creative side, the currents and 
any publication piece we put out, whether it's social media, whether it's printed into a paper or it's dropped in for a different event, whatever it may be, citywide events, not just city of Farmington sponsored events, but school district events, right? Just always, yep. Yep. Just Mm -hmm. looking over and Lauren's always there, right? Lauren's (laughs) always a part of it. And that, again, that doesn't take away from anybody else in the communications department, but you run that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) It's unfortunate that you're leaving us. Sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. The drive sucks anyway, so have fun with that. <laughs> I know. Canaan Falls to Dinah, that's kind of a drive, but... Yeah, that's all right. But, yeah, I'll have some new responsibilities. I'll be working with police and fire a little bit more closely over there. Thank you for all your support and trust over the years. Absolutely. It's been really fun. And I'll be back for Turkey Bingo. Good. I'll still be visiting. Still going to take get my car fixed here. That works. <laughs> And taking my dog to daycare. Well, you can, you can still, you know, eventually move from Cannon Falls to Farmington. <laughs> I mean, there are, you know, some city of Edina employees who live in Farmington. We won't name them now, but you're always welcome back. Thank you. No problem. So moving forward here a little bit, there will be a new communication specialist coming in here pretty quickly. As far as podcast episodes, we might take a few weeks of a break there. Episodes will resume at some point, but we'll let the new person come in and and make it their own too. Thank you to all of our listeners who tune in and hear about all of the awesome information going on with Farmington. And thank you, Lauren. You are you are a rock star of rock stars. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Farmington Feed. Please subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcasts.